Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Show with your host and creator of this podcast, Sean Spencer. Today, as per normal, we are recording the episode from Houston, Texas in good old USA. Temperature day to today is quite nice. Um, the humidity isn't isn't as bad as it has been so i've had a welcome sort of break in the in the in the weather it's been it's been blue sky but a normal temperature where you're not just sweating like a like a crazy man um today like normal we are well i am drinking the traditional beer uh yesterday was it yesterday or the day before monday might have been i'm getting my days mixed up uh I wasn't drinking a beer because I was recording the episode in in the morning because of everything that was going on with the European Super League. I wanted to to get a podcast out there to sort of update what was going on. So that was the that was the only episode out of twenty six where where I wasn't drinking a beer recording it. But today we're back on track, um, and we've got a good one today. It's a, a beer beer Moretti. Uh, which is an Italian Italian beer. I drank this quite a lot when I was back in England. It's a it's a popular popular um, beer over there or lager. And yeah, I found it I found it over here at, at Specs. Those of you that aren't familiar with Specs, it's a liquor store because um, liquor can't be sold in supermarkets here. If you're listening in Europe, that's a strange concept. I understand that. It was strange for me for quite a while. Uh, but they also sell beer in there, and yeah, managed to get this um, Italian import. But going away, moving away from the beer, today's episode, again, wanted to, um, I was tempted to do one yesterday, but there was just too much happening, basically. The European Super League, if you are unfamiliar with the European Super League or, or soccer in general and worried about getting a little bit lost in this podcast i'm going to do my best to sort of explain this and um sort of why it matters really i've also done the last episode episode 26 covers covers a lot of it so if you want to sort of stop this and and have a listen to that first then that's probably your best bet but the past 48 hours have been have been absolutely crazy and it's it's been difficult to sort of keep on top of everything really but i think i think i've got a good grasp on on where we are at the moment um again today we're on the 20th of is it the 20th of april let me just double check that 21st of april today uh wednesday I think I've got a good grasp of it. I'm going to go through everything, explain it, explain what's going on, but and uh, and and also why why it sort of matters. And again, a large portion of the listeners of this podcast are, are based in based in America, uh, and the title of the podcast is Soccer and Fitness. So I presume that the majority of people have got a half decent idea about about soccer. But this this European Soccer League is is very very sort of um, European in nature and and certainly English and why why a lot of people in England have been getting so so frustrated and angry with it um, to 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 today uh, Prince William 
got involved because he's he sits on the board of the the FA. The FA overlooks all of English English soccer, and um, government government have got involved as well. Parliament in in England, as well as all sort of top top pundits, everybody that works in sort of the BT. Um, which is like ESPN and and Sky Sports, another sort of version of uh, of ESPN. Um, but today, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go through it. I'm gonna explain exactly where we're at. I'm gonna explain why this has been so important and why people why people care really. So yeah, sit back, relax, enjoy, and here we go. So previously on the episode, I explained how Sunday, Sunday it was announced that the top six or the Super Six English teams would be joining this breakaway Super League competition, uh, and that was that was Sunday going into Monday. As of sort of now, the twenty first, the Wednesday, all English teams are are now out of the competition. Manchester United's uh, what do you call it? CEO Woodward. He has resigned over this. He's left. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Tottenham. They've all they've all pulled out. Uh, Chelsea pulled out. I saw Atletico Madrid. They also pulled out. And um, also Juventus. Juventus pulled out as well. Real Madrid. There's there's quite a lot of talk from from. Perez, the the chairman of Real Madrid, um, so I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on with with Real Madrid, but Liverpool yesterday posted a statement. It says Liverpool Football Club can confirm that our involvement in the proposed plans to form a European Super League has been discontinued. In recent days, the club has received representations from various key stakeholders, both internally and externally, and we would like to thank them for their valuable contributions. Uh, so Man City, Man City put something similar out, Chelsea something similar. Um, and there's there's sort of like a, a varied response on on apologies by, by these clubs. And there's a lot of sort of vocab to make themselves look a little bit better than than what's come out. So I'm just going to play here. And this was, when was this released? This was released like 20 hours ago uh, from John W. Henry, who's the owner of Liverpool uh, Football Club, owns the Boston Red Sox, American. And so up until recently, they've been... I think it's Fenway Sports, the the company that he sort of owns. They've been they've been tremendous. They've they've expanded the Anfield, um, brought the Premier League to to Liverpool. The first time they've won it in over thirty years, um, and they've been they've been good stewards of the of the club. There's I, I've certainly not had any any complaints, and. 
up until today when everybody sort of got hit side on with with this. So I'm just going to play this message. It's um, it's a video message, but you can the the microphone will pick it up. So here we go. Unnecessary negative. I want to apologize to all the fan supporters of Liverpool Football Club for the disruption I caused over the past 48 hours. Goes without saying, but should be said that the project put forward was never going to stand without the support of the fans. No one ever thought differently in England. Over these 48 hours, you were very clear that it would not stand. We heard you. I heard you. And I want to apologize to Jurgen, to Billy, to the players, and to everyone who worked so hard at LFC to make our fans proud. They have absolutely no responsibility for this disruption. They were the most disrupted, and unfairly so. This is what hurts most. They love your club and work to make you proud every single day. I know the entire LFC team has the expertise, leadership, and passion necessary to rebuild trust and help us move forward. More than a decade ago, we, when we signed up for the challenges associated with football, we dreamed of what you dreamed of, and we've worked hard to improve your club. Our work isn't done, and I hope you'll understand that even when we make mistakes, we're trying to work in your club's best interests. In this endeavor, I've let you down. Again, I'm sorry, and I alone am responsible for the unnecessary negativity brought forward over the past couple of days. It's something I won't forget and shows the power the fans have today and will rightly continue to have. If there's one thing this horrible pandemic has clearly shown, it's how crucial fans are to our sport and to every sport. It's shown in every empty stadium. It's been an incredibly tough year for all of us, virtually no one unaffected. It's important that the Liverpool football family remain intact, vital, and committed to what we've seen from you globally with local gestures of kindness and support. I can promise you I will do whatever I can to further that. Thanks for listening. So that was John Henry talking and apologising to the Liverpool fans over the decisions made to to join the European Super League, um, which is good. It's good that he's acknowledged that and he's and he's apologised. But the question remains: is like why why was that decision made in in the first place? And and surely if. If you're wanting as as a club owner to do right by by the fans and by the club um, financially and ethically, would you not put it to the fans? Would you not at least float the idea out there um, that this is something that you you're thinking about and and do some sort of forum? Rather than just trying to blindside the rest of, well, the rest of Europe, really, um, and ultimately, like I said in the in the past, 
episode, it, it, it's all come down to to greed, really. Um, I think it was Jamie Carragher was was talking on Monday, where the, this so called um, elite twelve. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Inter Milan, AC Milan, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, etc. Liverpool have won the Premier League once. Leicester have won it once. And he was talking about how Liverpool's success was in the 80s. So these these owners who have took over these clubs, the, the history... Um, precedes them them coming in and they are then using that to to qualify for for a competition um and then the the other thing is as well like soccer and or football in in Europe is is built on years years over a hundred years of of history of teams that have that have helped create these teams that are currently top of the pyramid, it didn't. It didn't start there. They haven't always been there. Like Man City, Man City were relegated not that that long ago, um, and that's that's the beauty of of sort of football in this pyramid model, where where a team like Man City can play in the Premier League, they can get relegated, and then they can get promoted and and, and get back into the Champions League. Um West Ham currently have a chance of, of getting in the Champions League. Leicester Leicester have been in the in the Champions League where they've gone for um since whatever it was, nineteen ninety three, never never been in the Champions League. Um Newcastle back in back in the nineties qualified and and were uh, and that's that's the the excitement. Uh, I remember when I think it's Nanglesman, who's um, a really sort of up and coming great coach. He's a young coach. He was um, at Hoffenberg, and then he's he's been at um, what do you call it, Red Bull. And it's it's the excitement of playing them teams in in Europe that makes it exciting. Um, teams like Napoli, Lazio. Um, Eastern Bloc countries, Saint Petersburg and um, or Zenit Saint Sp- Saint Petersburg. Sorry, these these teams deserve to to play at the highest level if they if they qualify in 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 the uh, domestic league, and and it's what makes it exciting. Liverpool or Manchester United or Juventus having to travel over towards Russia to to play uh, a Champions League game. And at the end of the day, you don't know who is going to get to the semi-finals and to the finals. Many, like 2005, Liverpool Liverpool won the Champions League. They beat AC Milan, who were out-and-out favourites to to win that. Um, they beat Olympiacos in the, in the quarter-finals. And that type of thing would never happen. It would just be Liverpool versus Real Madrid, Liverpool versus AC Milan. Same teams year after year, which is like there's there's no competition. It, it's just crazy, crazy to think how how far this this actually actually got. 
and and again but we know we know the reason we know the reason that it's it's to do with greed and it's to protect investment uh, which is really disappointed which takes me then to sort of one thing that i've that i've i i've made no secret of it on on this podcast over the past i would say 5 years maybe 6 years the 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 sort of the the love for the game from my perspective is 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 just dwindled i don't i don't enjoy it the the same as as it used to and this year in particular has been really difficult I spoke to to my friend quite a lot about it with with VAR coming in, it's it's just become stupid in in the Premier League. Every goal that seems to go in, um, there seems to be like a three, four, five, six minute wait to see if it's a goal or not a goal. Um, and oftentimes they they've been incorrect, which is the whole purpose of them coming in. Um, it was meant to come in to for for clear and obvious sort of mistakes, referee mistakes, and I I thought it was going to be like um, there were famous goal at, at Tottenham years ago, and and Lampard did one in the World Cup, where a player is like shooting from long distance, and and the linesman can't get in line with the goalposts in time to see if the ball crossed the line. Uh, then they brought in goal line technology to see if the ball crossed the line or not. And again, the that was that was the technology that was able to to produce a result straight away. So there was no delay. Now with VAR, it's again like score a goal and and I mean I, I can go and make a cup of tea half the time before we we find out it's it's ridiculous and it again it just takes the the joy out of it and i i personally haven't haven't enjoyed it as much this this year um and i've watched i've watched more lower league games i would say than i have top flight for for that reason really um and then adding in this everything that's gone on here and it's it's just really really disappointing, and it and it's 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 worrying to me where where the games going. And what we've got to bear in mind here, and this is the reason why um, to to people in in Europe and Italy, Spain, and England, but talking from an English perspective, is like you you can grow up in in a, a poor neighbourhood, you can grow up in in a village and all all you need is a ball and that's pretty much what happens in in england so you need a ball you get a lot of kids in like rougher areas in a council estate or on a on a, on a field wherever really um and and they come together and differences can be solved in a game of in a game of soccer quite quite simply and then on the weekend you have your closest town, whether it's um, a big town or a city. Um, so for me, for me, I had a, a village team called Bursco FC, and then the closest, the closest team to me was then Liverpool. Grandad supported Liverpool, um, so that's that's who who I supported. And on the weekend, you would you would watch. You'd watch the games on on TV, and then you would go back onto the field and you'd try and copy 
exactly what happened in in that game. Um, for kids, there's the there's the thing of that you can go, play for that team if you're good enough, and a lot of a lot of places have locally born players. Um, so even if you don't make it because you're not good enough. You've got somebody who's very similar who you can relate to that is that is now playing for for that team. Now, the other good thing with with the team, so you take another a small town next to next to me, a place where I live for for many years, Preston. Preston have have moved up and down the the football league, so they've been like League Two, League One, Championship. They can year on year out try and qualify for the Premier League which which they do they've come very very close they got to play off final got beat a couple of times but the dream is for for fans and one of the reasons why why they go in week in week out is to the hope that they can qualify for the Premier League and once you're in once you're in the Premier League, your, your your sort of motivation, certainly for the like the smaller teams, is is to stay in the league. That's that's what it's all about. And if you you can see evidence, there's plenty of videos on on YouTube where where a team has stayed in the Premier League on the last day of the season with a last minute goal, and it's it's celebrated the same as winning the World Cup. And this is a team that has just stayed in the Premier League. They're at the bottom of the league and they've managed to stay in on goal difference by one point. And then there's a crowd all run onto the pitch and the joy. And and that's that's what it's about. That's the whole reason for promotion and relegation. And then that then filters to the top European. So like West Ham and, and Leicester, who, are, who have mentioned... You earn the right if you finish in the top four in in England, you can qualify for Europe to play in the Champions League. And a team again like like West Ham or Leicester that haven't been there for for many many years now, Leicester and West Ham have the chance to play against Real Madrid, a Barcelona. They get to play against Messi at the um, at the Camp Nou or the Bernabeu. And again, there's. There's something in the fact that that team has has earned it the season before. They've worked tremendously hard to get into that position. Now the fans are rewarded with with an away trip to Barcelona, and and that's what a lot of people in in England, the fans, live live for. Like they're, they're just honest, hardworking people working nine to five, and they get the chance. On a on a Tuesday or Wednesday night to fly over to Spain to go and watch the hometown play against one of the most famous teams in the world. So to take to take that away destroys the whole pyramid structure, and and that's and that's been the the, the scurry thing and the most disappointing thing and, and and certainly something that I don't think these these owners and a lot of them are, are American I don't understand like why in Europe there is this promotion and relegation and that's that's the reason why because 
again, I I remember when when Everton were one of the top teams. I remember when Manchester United were like you, you couldn't beat them. And if you go further back, if you go back into the nineteen hundreds, um, Preston. It was Preston were one of the top teams. Burnley were one of the top teams. Um, you go even further back than that, Darwin. Darwin, who were in like I think the eighth or ninth tier of English soccer, was was one of the best teams in the world. And it's the same with the international side. Uh, Scotland. You go back into um, like eighteen ninety. Uh, Scotland. Scotland were the best international team in the world. So. There has to be in in soccer, like it it has to be a bigger picture. You can't just look at teams at the moment and see who who sells the most shirts in in Asia or who's the 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 best brand in in America. Because as soon as you do that, then you, you kill it. You kill the sport, and that's that's what nearly happened or what was happening this week uh, so I'm glad I'm glad all the fans I'm glad the likes of um, Gary Neville and, and Carragher and the players and um, the managers have all spoke out about about this because it, it would have been it would have been a shame now the only problem is moving forward is this going to be the last time this will happen, or or will they be smart, smarter, and and figure a way of of sort of blindsiding people, but less obvious, and and that's and that's the issue to have. And I think UEFA, I think FIFA, um, need to be careful because I know I know they're making changes to the champion Champions League. At the moment, so there has to be the ha- they have to put something in place to to stop this type of thing happening in the future. But we will have to see. I'm just glad. I'm glad the six teams in England pulled out. Whether it was um, late in the day or or not, at least at least they've acknowledged that. Um, and I'm and I'm glad. And I'm glad the fans sort of got got behind this. Um, and then I think lastly, I think lastly, one thing that that clubs from sort of Europe can certainly look at is is Germany. Really, like there's Borussia Dortmund who have won the Champions League. There's um, Bayern Munich there, and because of the model where where the fans own the majority of the club, like 51%, I think it is on the most part. Um. Yeah, they 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 didn't join. They didn't join, so they got to sit back whilst whilst these clubs like Manchester United and City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, have all have all come under um, and rightly so a lot of a lot of scrutiny. But we've still got a couple of days left. I know there's going to be a meeting on Friday with, with all the, the, the Premier League, Premier League clubs. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen in, in regards of, of punishment and stuff like that, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I just wanted to, to do this episode today, just to update everybody where we're, where we're at with it all. Um, um, yeah, we will 
I'll see what happens on Friday and I might might do another episode then. But until then, thank you for listening. Uh, like I always say, you can you can find me on Instagram, Resolute Fitness Challenge. I'm on Twitter Twitter at, at the Spencer Capital Capital T Capital S. I'm over over there. If you would like to help the channel out financially, you can do just go to Anchor FM, and it's uh, like forward slash Sean S H A U N Spencer. And also, I'm on YouTube. I do a lot of more fitness stuff on on YouTube, and that's Resolute Fitness. So yeah, other than that, that's about it. I'm gonna go and enjoy my Moretti. And the rest of the evening, I'm doing more more trivia tonight. So, yeah, and a, and a break from break from soccer. Right, thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon. Bye bye.